ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Thursday, February 10th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Coming up this hour, we're going to hear from Ari Agnes, the head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team. We're going to catch up with her as far as what her recruiting has been like so far. We'll hear from Jason Toy. We've got a big girls game coming up, part of our Kindred Digital Sports Package. Huntington High's girls take on Cabell Midland. Jason's going to tell us about that later on the program. But first... It's long overdue. I want to welcome to the program good friend of mine. He is the sports director of NBC4 in Columbus, and he's living the dream right now. Jared Smalley joins us, and you got to be feeling good. This is like a dream come true for you, for me, for everyone who ever loved the Cincinnati Bengals, and you're in L.A. getting to live the dream. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, who thought this yeah. would ever happen? Yeah, it's it's been wild. You know, I've um I've been, you know, lucky to do a few Super Bowls even working in a, you know, a college town. I've been able to do a few. And this is, you know, certainly the most um unusual of the games that I've had a chance to do so far and not only because of the upset story, the uh, the unlikely nature of a Bengals, you know, run to a Super Bowl, but you know, when you've been along for the ride for 40 years like, you know, we've we've been, uh it it's a it's a different vibe. Uh, people remember winning one game, two games, four games for the majority of their lives, and to see that team, you know, a, a win away from winning a world title is just, uh, you know, people invest a lot of money and their personal time and their 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 mental wellness into the success of that team, and uh, to see it finally come to fruition is a fairly rewarding experience for people. How old were you the last time the Bengals were in the Super Bowl? I was nine. nine. And I remember it vividly because uh, early in the game, uh, Bengals uh, fans will remember Tim Crumry, great defensive tackle. Uh, early in the game, broke his leg. And it was the first time that I, I think I had actually seen a broken leg occur in a game. The the replays they showed were gruesome. And I was just at the time like really starting to play football. And I thought, oh, this is what I'm getting ready to do. Very fun. And uh, I remember Stanford Jennings running the kickoff back and they got the lead. Jim Breach kicks uh, three field goals. And uh, it's all going great until uh, Joe Montana uh, chucks it uh, in the back of the Taylor to John, uh, Jack back of the end zone of John Taylor, and then uh, you know, I don't remember crying, but it probably probably occurred to me that would be a good reaction. So now we're here. This is thirty three years later. Unfortunately, the opponent is not the Forty ers I was actually pulling for that. Maybe maybe that's just yeah, that'd been fun. Yeah. That would have been nice. Uh, exercise a lot of demons, but I don't think it matters at this point. If the Bengals win, it doesn't matter the opponent. And you're right. It's going to be very cathartic. There might be crying. I was speaking to Wayne Box Miller the other day from the Bengals Radio Network, and I told him privately, I said, if the Bengals win, a grown man might cry. And he said, yes, two, two will, because I'll be there right there with you. Yeah. And it's different. You know, it's, it's especially when you've uh... – uh, when you, you've seen it as low as it was. And it, two years ago, they won two games. Like, two years ago. <laughs> Not a long time. 
And I think that's one of the, the most fascinating parts of it is that, you know, these windows for success in the NFL are so brief. They open and they shut almost as fast. And it's kind of like catching the timing of contracts and all those things that it just can get goofy and catching it all at the right time, uh, avoiding major injury, which in this sport's nearly impossible, and getting everything to the finish line. That just doesn't happen very often. And that's the thing that, that I think people can appreciate most is that, you know, when you're there, win it. There is no guarantee they get back. There's no guarantee that even though they're a young team and, you know, they've got these guys still in rookie contracts and they can, you know, build around a little bit, free agency, get the offensive line a little bit better. It, none of that matters. You're there. You've got to, you've got to take advantage of it because you never know if you'll ever get there again. And if you're a Bengals fan, that's especially true. <laughs> My guest is Jared Smalley. He is the sports director of NBC4 in Columbus, longtime Bengals fan. Of course, he is out there covering it for NBC4. So what's your day-to-day like covering the Super Bowl? I know you've covered a few, so you mentioned it's a little different. Is it just the vibe is different from what you've done in the past? You're more invested in this. What's, just, what's the day-to-day like for you? You have a bunch of unique elements covering this game because one of the teams in the game is a home game. Second straight year, you've got a home team playing in the Super Bowl. So you've got the built-in Los Angeles element to it. There's the celebrity element, Southern California, the entertainment industry. You've got a lot of eyeballs on this game. Uh, the, the media market is massive. You've got uh, you know the, the pomp and circumstance of the facility. The stadium is extraordinary. I've never seen anything like it. and it's probably custom built to put on an event like this. So you add all those elements together of, you know, the on-field entertainment, the, the halftime show they're planning, the, uh, the elaborate pregame stuff with a flyover. And it's just one crazy thing after the other going on. And uh, that's why it's, it's just the hype for this is a, a little bit more, I think, than what I've seen in the past. Now, you don't have any crazy bets going on. I know in the past when you have uh, had Marshall-Ohio matchups to to wear that Ohio shirt, you don't have anything crazy going on. I, I won't see no. you in a Rams shirt just in case. No. no. Okay. No. Good. No. God, no. Making sure. Wagering's a bad idea, Paul. You should not do it. You should not do it. Yeah. Just don't. Do, it's like the first rule of Twitter. Don't tweet. That's a good rule. I should do that more, not tweet. Follow it. Yeah. Never fails. Jared Smalley, my guest, uh, NBC4 in Columbus. He is covering the Super Bowl, like me, a long-suffering Bengals fan. So what's the one thing that maybe you're looking forward to the most other than the Super Bowl itself uh, at covering this event? You mentioned all the great things you've seen so far, but you know, for you, what's going to be that thing leading up to the Super Bowl that you're just excited for? I think that the one thing that I love coming to um, these kind of events is I love to see the wide variety of interest in the game. You know, it's, it's not, it's not just American uh, journalists who are here. It's journalists from all over the world. It's not just sports journalists. It's journalists of all varieties, news, entertainment, um, all sorts of people who have some sort of an interest in the event, not necessarily the result. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, they, they're there uh, because of the magnitude of it. It's the highest rated TV show in America. It, it is the, it's the, you know, the event uh, that is, you know, transcendent. And so that's the part that I look forward to every year is just seeing how many people are actually there 
and you know what's their interest in it, and you know how many different languages are spoken, and and how many, um, you know, how many different people just have some interest in this one thing. Uh, that's the part that will never get old, no matter how many of these you do. Jared Smalley's with me from NBC Four in Columbus. So, is it true that the Cincinnati and Bengals media that are following this team or covering the team like? Maybe the presidential media corps covers the president just twenty four seven. Where where's Joe Burrow now? And in comparison, that the L A media maybe okay. Yeah, they, those guys around the corner, we know where they're at. I th- I think I get your question. It's like intensity, right? Yeah, yeah it's a little different because I think the the focus that um, you know when you talk about a, a midwestern city and you can go through the list of you know midwestern cities. Uh, who've had, you know, championship aspirations like Indianapolis and Kansas City and, um, you know, St. Louis, for example, and, and Cincinnati certainly falls in that group. There is so much civic pride and, uh, and, and interest and intrigue that goes into it. And you're right, when it's a bigger market, there's more, um, there's more to follow. There's, there's more eyes in more places. And so the intensity might be just a tad lower uh, in that environment, even though it's bigger. But, yeah, there's certainly a, uh, a key interest in, uh, in this team, and also there's star power on this team. You know, Joe Burrow might be the biggest star in the game, and that's something. You know, it's just it, who who would have thought? It's it's just a remarkable um, change, and it's been something uh, that I think people of, you know, obviously folks from our area who you know watched them grow up uh, take a unique pride in. My guest, Jared Smalley from NBC4 in Columbus. I always love catching up with Jared. I don't do it enough. I apologize, but you're a pretty busy guy, so I try to keep it, you know, maybe once a year when, when I reach out to you. I'll try to do better. I promise. You don't have to. That's fine. You know, it's, it, like, I, I don't feel forgotten. <laughs> and you know, the herd basketball season's going so poorly. Like, you know, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right to take a little break. Yeah, that's uh, that's coming up tonight. By the way, I have to talk about that after the show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Taking on FIU. Oof. That's uh, that's my next task to talk about that and and remain remain positive. Yeah, boys got to pick it up. It's that simple. But uh, um, uh, you know, I'm not giving up hope. No, I think they, the conference tournament at the end of the year. They win the conference tournament. They're in the Big Dan. Yeah, that's something you will hear from Dan D'Antoni. He talked about that. Uh, he right. he believes this team that's can right. make a run. So we'll find out if they can with FIU tonight. Jared Smalley, my guest. Before I let you go, something I like to do always. I think you know what it is at this point. Uh, you know, I've always been you know, really proud of you ever since I, I met you when you you know you and I worked together years ago. And the one thing that you do so well is you know, that is care about your fellow man and you care about, you know, autism, your, your children are, have autism and you've done so much in that field, you know, what's going on that maybe people can maybe attach themselves to, to pick up on what you're doing and help out. I appreciate that, man. Thanks. I, I, and the big thing I always say is, um, you know, we live in a great area with, with research and development and um, certainly, you know, Marshall university has a great program. So there's, you know, so much interest and intrigue and what's going on there. And, I think it's a great uh, place. You know, it, it's hard to pick, you know, a great place. You know, it's difficult. But if there's a place to be, it's certainly, um, uh, you know, our region in terms of access to care and, uh, uh, you know, educational opportunities. And so it's a it's a, a great situation. I, I do uh, work a lot with Autism Speaks and 
I've uh, chaired their walk in Columbus for many years. We have great corporate sponsorship there, so it's been a great fit. Um, absolutely love the event, love the organization. If you can support them, uh, there's a walk in Huntington. I know in, in many years there has been, so um, yeah, do it. It's um, you, 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 you know, one in 56 kids in, in some form are diagnosed with it, uh, and more often it's boys and girls. And um, it's it's a it's a great way to to get involved and um, make sure kids have access to speech therapy and occupational therapies and things that can you know, help them improve their lives. So that's that's a pretty special thing that people can do. Jared Smalley, my guest, NBC Four in Columbus. Good catching up with you again. Have fun. I know you will. Let's talk about a Cincinnati Bengals Super Bowl victory next time we speak. Paul, seriously, who day? Who day? Jared Smalley, my guest. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive. Paul Swan, your host here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Still to come, we're going to hear from Jason Toy. Big high school basketball matchup tonight. Huntington High girls taking on Cabell Midland girls. That's coming up later on in our digital streams. Jason will tell us about that later, but I want to turn our attention now to Marshall Volleyball. A couple of days, a couple of new additions to the team. Ari Agnes, the head coach of the Thundering Herd, joins us now on the program. And I told her I'd put her on the spot, so I'm going to go ahead and do that now. Uh, I've, I've got on record two coaches. They're both picking the Bengals. Ari Agnes, uh, where are you going Super Bowl Sunday, Bengals or Rams? I don't think you can go away from the Bengals. It's a good answer. Yeah. It's a very good I, answer. I, that, that would be 100% my choice. I lived in California and NorCal, so like the Rams just feel wrong. Uh, and you're just – it's too close. It's too close for sure. We, we will be the Bengals here. Okay. I like that. Uh, <laughs> I had to make a personal hobby out of Coach Kemper a few weeks ago. You know he texts me on a Sunday. I'm like, hey, what's Coach Kemper need one? And he coached Kemper. He texted me to taunt me about the Chiefs and the Bengals. That's his ah. team. Yeah, so ever since, I've made a hobby out of him. He Every time I'm near him, I just let him know about it. That's fair. Yeah, I he, think that's totally fair. He deserves that. So I don't have that problem with you. I'm, I'm glad you're on today. I haven't talked to you in a while. and it's It's been a busy few days for you. You've made a couple of announcements. I saw the release a couple of days ago, and I'm like, okay, the recruiting budget has gotten a lot better because – you're recruiting a player from Italy, and I first need to know, <laughs> how did that happen? Did you just hop a, a flight over to Italy? I mean, Marshall's got that new flight school, so, I mean, did you just hop yeah. a flight over? What's the deal? You know, I, I wish that it works that way. Um, no, um, we've got got really great film. I think that through COVID, honestly, it's given us a little bit more confidence to um, recruit just based off of film, and, and you can kind of see – you know, the level that they play at, and, and I have an understanding of that, just having recruited internationally before. Um, but it's a it's a talk to a lot of people, talk to a lot of different coaches, and talk to her a ton. So we've, we've Zoomed, I don't know how many times, we Zoom once a week now and, and just get to know her and have gotten to know her. And she's, 
she's a very, very good volleyball player. We are really, really excited about her. This is Beatrice Cicerelli, and she is out of yes. Italy. Uh, she has a lot of experience. Uh, she's been playing uh, club volleyball for years, and so you bring someone in who, while might be a freshman, might be new to your team and your program, she's got a lot of experience I'm sure you can lean on. Correct. And and the difference with, you know, international to domestic is that international plays at a higher level earlier. Um, Italian volleyball is very, very good. So there's just there's different countries that that you can kind of know, you know, just by playing at certain levels with certain clubs that, that they're just at a really high level. She's got some championships this weekend. So fingers crossed she does really well. Um, she's super excited about those. But we're hoping, you know, we've got um, a young lady from Hungary coming and we're hoping to add you know, a couple more pieces, but I think that it's just, you know, once you start talking about, they, they talk about the American dream and um, I think wanting to come here and play and get a really great education. It just, you know, it, it doesn't, it makes sense that it's just Marshall and, and Marshall itself and a lot of other Marshall athletics teams having international players is so helpful so that they just don't feel alone. Right. And they don't feel like they're the only ones. Um, so it's, it's awesome. We're, we are shaking things up a little bit and I'm excited about it. How do these conversations begin? Do uh, do these athletes seek you out inquiring? Do you go on the hunt, turning whatever stone you have to over to find a good player? Combination of both. You know, I think it's a it's a combination. Um, I would for sure say it's it's more thanks to my recruiting coordinator, Bijanae Jones. Um, she has has fostered some relationships and made some connections that that we've not had here before um, that I've not had. So. She really, you give her a task, you tell her, you know, I told her I have, I want six kids coming in this fall. These are the positions that we need. These are the things that we need. And, and she has run with it. Um, and she has not only gotten just those positions or just those players, she's gotten the best possible kids that we can. So um, I would love to take the credit. And I think that deep down, you know, it's I'll, I'll pretend like it's me, but I would be lying if I said that she didn't work her tail off to just, make relationships that's the biggest thing with recruiting you've got to trust somebody you've got to have you know her coaches overseas and and talk to them at all hours of the night because the time changes and just be available so it is all it is all credited to Bijanet for sure the other recruit you brought in reagan tinkle she's a transfer portal right she's not transferring she's actually you found her in the transfer portal am i understanding Correct. right okay yep yep i wanted to ask you before you you sent the release out that you are bringing her on board because I was kind of curious, how does the transfer portal work for sports like volleyball and the other Olympic sports? We see it more predominantly in football and basketball just exploding. This isn't something that's new, but it's getting a lot more traction, a lot more visibility. How does this work for you as far as trying to stay competitive? You still have to go and recruit out of high school. You have to go find players where there are, where they're at. But at the same time, right. more and more of your um, your peer institutions, the teams you're facing, they're going and out and getting players like I'm sure Reagan and loading right back up. There's no drop off. There can't be anymore. Right. No, that's exactly right. You know, you 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 hope that freshmen come in and and can do it, but it's a different speed. It's a different level of the game. So getting transfers, I you know I I think that. To have an opinion on the transfer portal is probably silly, but it's there and it's part of our kind of makeup right now. So it it is what it is, right? Use it as best you can. I think use it and and whatever works for each program. For us, it's it's been really great. It's been 
um, a big success. We've talked to a lot of people. We've brought a lot of people, different people on campus that maybe work, didn't work. And, and Reagan was just something that, you know, she started at Georgia, then ASU. Um, she's, she's got a, a cannon of an arm. Um, she, you know, I think that people will say a lot of times, like, they just hit the, the snot out of it, as weird as that is, or they just, it's just a heavy, heavy arm. Um, she has that, and, and she brings, you know, a, a level of experience from playing at two power fives, not only just power fives, but really good power fives, and in two of the best conferences in the country for volleyball, and she will come here and, and figure it out. And, and the things that she was looking for as far as culture and being cared about and, and mental health and, and things that we're able to offer her. Um, she's from, you know, I, dad's three hours away, and, and so she's able to be closer to family and, and to kind of have a completely different experience. But she's, she, you know, the expectation is she comes in and impacts us right away. Um, and, and I think that she's going to be a lot of fun to watch. You, you lose somebody like Sierra DeBell, we've got to figure out how to not drop off, just like you said. So I think the portal's great. I think that you know, you got to do your homework. you got to make sure you understand why kids are on there. You know, is it because they're not playing? Is it because they made mistakes? Is it because – and as long as you've got the transparency there, I, you know, I believe everybody deserves a second chance. Sierra came here from another school. Destiny came here from another school. You know, some of our best players, Sydney came here from another school, all transferred. So you can't, you know, turn your nose up to it necessarily. I think you just have to do – the homework, understand why they're they're looking to leave. You either accept it or you don't, right? And and she was fully transparent with us, and she's just ready to get here and work really, really hard. How do you manage trying to take advantage of the best player you can possibly bring to Marshall through a transfer portal at the same time, trying to bring in a freshman, trying to cultivate someone who's going to be with your program the entire time? it's really attractive. You see a list of players and you're thinking, I'd love to have them all, but sometimes maybe that's a quick fix and you're looking to build a program. So you can't live solely through the transfer portal. How's that balance work for you? Because I I know you're trying to make Marshall the very best it possibly can. So you're going to go out and get the very best players you possibly can. Yeah. You know, what's really important are that the girls that are in the gym right now fully understand our mission and that they understand what we're doing. Um, We have had a lot of conversations. I I believe because I am so confident in our culture and and in the strong young women that are currently here, you know, there's nobody that's going to come into this program and kind of shake it up in a negative way. If they want to shake it up in a good way, we're here for that. but we are founded in our core values. We are founded in what's important. And um, our leadership group and our captains make sure that we kind of stick to that. So I give that credit to them, especially when you talk about adding two internationals. You know, you've got a transfer and then you've got three freshmen coming in. So how do you balance it? And, and the answer is the current team. Our, the staff is only there, you know, in the morning and we're at practice and we're around the offices. But it's it's the team that they're all together with and it's the – it's the leadership that, that sets the tone for it. So that work, you know, was done in 2019 when we came, and it, and it continues to grow. But when we empower them to understand it's their team, what do we want out of it? We want to win, right? All right? Then, like, you either have to be better than, than these people we're bringing in or cheer them on and make them the best that we can. And, and we really embrace that here. We all want to win. We want to win a championship this year. We want to do things 
and and leave the mark. But you're exactly right. We want to do it long term. I don't want a short fix. I want to be here for a really long time. I want to be successful for a really long time. And that takes patience. Um, and it takes also, you know, you, you sprinkle it in. You get some freshmen. You know, we've got a freshman in our gym right now that that it didn't click for her in the fall. And she's lights out right now. So it's it's an interesting process that's hard for student athletes to understand sometimes. But I think because we're super transparent and we let them know exactly where my head's at and why, I think that it's easier to accept. Um, so I, I definitely, you know, I, I give my hat off to, to those that, that we started in 2019 and they have just continued to embrace the we over me and, and the culture piece of what we're trying to do. So it's, it's cool to see, but but for me, it's that's the expectation. You know, you you represent Marshall twenty four seven, and how you treat other people that come in is is exactly what what defines you. Um, while still knowing we we want the best and we want to be the very best that we can. So it's cool. It's it's really kind of a cool transformation to see. Ari Agnes, my guest, uh, I had to have you on just because. You were in my head. It felt like I just I, <laughs> I was like, how does this work? This transfer portal. You don't have you don't hear much from the other sports, and then lo and behold, here it is. And yeah. uh, Reagan, just looking at her, uh, wow, she looks like she is. Uh, <laughs> she's she's the real deal. I mean, she was. Yeah. She's probably never been somewhere where she wasn't the best or among the best, and I'm sure she's going to try to make that mark in a positive way for you. <laughs> That's the plan. That is the plan. <laughs> My guest, Ari Agnes, before I let you go, you, we've got your Super Bowl pick, so and, and I'm good yep. with that. I appreciate that. Uh, anything coming up for you or for the program that maybe we should talk about, let people know what's happening. Of course, you, know, you always are looking for uh, more fan support, more everything. So uh, what's happening with you or anything that's going on uh, here in the next few months that maybe you know we need to start talking about now? Yeah, we finally get to get out recruiting to those high school events, and, and that's super exciting. Next weekend, myself and the whole staff, we're going to go to Kansas City, um, and there's a big tournament there. So that's like we feel like we've been kind of trapped with, you know, there's just certain times you can get in and recruit and certain recruiting calendars. So that's exciting. In April, which feels like forever away, um, we will finally be playing some spring matches. We're practicing right now. We're in our eight-hour segment. In two weeks, we go into our full spring 20-hour segment. So our first weekend, we go to Louisville. There's a club that hosts a really big tournament. Um, and then April 9th, we actually are going to host EKU in Fairmont State. Um, so when we get closer to that, I'll be sure we'll have everything on social media. And then you and I can catch up again just to try to get as many people out there to come see a little sneak peek of, of what we're going to have in the fall. Good deal. I appreciate you doing this on short notice. Yes, of course. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Go Bengals. Who day? <laughs> Ari Agnes, my guest. When we continue, Jason Toy. Big matchup. High school basketball. Huntington High's girls take on the ladies of Cabell Midland. Jason tells us about it when we continue with this edition of The Drive. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Coming up tonight, part of our Kindred Digital Sports Package. We've got a We've got a good one. Let's just see. Let's just say that it's a good one. Jason Toy with us on the program now. He's got the call of Huntington High and Cabell Midland. The ladies in action tonight. Could you pick a better game to do? I mean, seriously. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great one. Yeah, of all the games that are going on the next few weeks, this is probably going to be the one of the better ones. 
period, boys or girls. Yeah, this is, you know, not only you got county rivals, you know, you got two of the top teams in 4A, along with, you know, uh, Parkersburg and Morgantown. 4A this year is very, very competitive in the ladies' side of things. And I tell you what, uh, Huntington High suffering their first loss back against Parkersburg the other night by one point. Uh, Cabell Midland, they're 11-3. That One of their losses uh, this season was the Parkersburg. So, you know, the Big Reds are the only one to beat both these teams so far this season. And, uh, but, yeah, both these teams have got some really great athletes on here, and they got a lot of young talent too, which is great for the future here for both Lonnie Lucas at Huntington and Matt Atkins at Cabell Midland. Talk about some of the uh, things we can look forward to tonight. You know, any matchup you're excited for? Or just you know, on your uh, on your sheet on your prep board, you know, where did you put the biggest highlighter mark at? Uh, anywhere in the starting five on each side. I mean, you're going to have great matchups all up and down. But on uh, you know, especially with Huntington High and you know, Deanna Gray, of course, uh, her father Chris Gray, one of the greats in Marshall basketball history. She's already committed to Kent State. She's a great uh, shooter. Handles the ball very well. Same thing for Amari Jackson. She's only a sophomore. She's 5'11", but she can shoot from anywhere on the court. She'll do a lot of presence on the inside for Huntington. Same thing for Amani Hickman as well. She's the other senior, 5'11", as well. So she, there are going to be pretty good forces down on the inside. But the great thing about with both these teams, they can step to the outside. Now, when you look at the matchups on the other side for Cabell Midland, Jasmine Wheeler, the junior, she's a solid player. I mean, she is uh, – a force inside, wrecking ball inside, great rebounder, but also can step outside and shoot a three if she needs to as well. K.K. Potter, she's the workhorse you know, for Cabell Midland. She's uh, going to the University of Cumberland here next year. She has got, uh, you know, she is a force down on the inside. She had a game winner a couple weeks ago against Morgantown here at the Castle. So she's got a, a, a capability not only on the rebounding side of things, but she can step out and pop it from anywhere from 10 to 15 feet out. And you got the, the sisters, uh, Riley Alley, Jada Alley, a good one-two punch. Uh, Jada, the taller of the two sisters, she's the junior. Riley's the senior. Uh, they will be anywhere the basketball is. So, you, I mean, you're going to have it all across the board here tonight. And the great thing about it for Cabell Midland, they can go to the bench. They've got some good talent there. But you also look at it for Lonnie Lucas. He's stacked again. He's got great talent on down. Uh, Ella Giles, who, uh, you know, her, she is the uh, – Youngest daughter, the daughter of Reggie Giles, one of the greats from Marshall. Uh, Ella is a freshman, but when we did a game with her uh, last week, she popped out and had three consecutive three-pointers. So, I mean, she's got great uh, range that she can shoot the ball. So, it's going to be a great one tonight. I think it's going to be up and down. It's going to be physical. But that's what you want to have in a game like this one. Now, we mentioned as part of our Kindred Digital Sports Package, that means YouTube, that means Facebook, that means websites. If you are a avid avid fan of one of our kindred communication stations you're following us on facebook you know all the addresses so and of course you can go to the espn 94.1 and am 930 facebook page get it there of course uh that's going to be where jason's going to be tonight for this one how many wins does lonnie lucas have now do you have that in front of you it's got to be on on god he's over 900 he's over 900 i can tell you that because i asked him that last year i talked to him about that i think last year and it it has to be. He's going to hit a thousand sooner than later. Yeah, he's he's get, he'll, he'll be there, and I think that's I think that's the goal for him. He wants to, to see that thousand win. Um, but he's definitely year in and year out. He has a way to communicate with these girls. He has a, these girls respect. They love him. They love the way he runs practices. Love the way they run the team. And you know, Lonnie's got great support staff as well. He's got uh, two great assistants that have been with him for a while that uh, that play really well. So. 
our uh, coach really, really well. So they're pretty happy with that, how they were able to build a program and a, basically a legacy with Lonnie Lucas. Some coaches, they continue to thrive because they've been there a long time. And so, yeah, they just go through the motions. Not Coach Lucas. Yeah, he's still <laughs> relevant to this day. It doesn't matter how long he's been there, how old he is. He keeps going, and he's still relevant. Yeah, he is. Uh, talk about longevity. He definitely has it here. He has the same enthusiasm that he had here 30 years ago. So he's definitely um, – uh, sorry, we're trying to keep a basketball from hitting our equipment. Um, but he definitely has not missed a step over the years. It's just as, you know, active as he is now as he was back in his younger years and getting into coaching early, especially in the Huntington High side of things. But he is um, – he definitely is a legend. You know, you talk about Hall of Famer, he's the guy. Jason Toys with us, Kendra Digital Sports, Huntington High Girls, taking on Cabell Midlands Ladies. After this, what's left for you? Uh, after this, we've got a game on Saturday here at the Castle. The Midland will, Midland will play host to uh, Spring Valley. So we'll have a boys matchup here on that one. And then back here again uh, next Thursday as the Knights will play host to uh, Charleston Catholic. They'll make the run down I-64 to Huntington, and uh, we'll see how the, the Irish look when they come here. All right, all these games, of course, on our various Facebook pages. That's the best place to go and get that. And, of course, if you follow our pages, you'll get those notifications when these games go live. So we encourage everyone to follow us on social media and the websites, of course. I know you're going to mention that, Jason. Well, I was going to say, too, but the, the big thing, uh, you know, tip of the cap to our partner that we work with in video production, Butch Mountain is through do a fantastic job for us all the time. HD quality, replays. I mean, you know, pretty good uh, pretty good layout deal that we have here when we do these ball games. So we've been uh, lucky enough to be partnered with them now for a couple of years. We're looking to do it another couple more years as they continue to grow their their production stuff. You know, looking for some big things next season in the football too. So uh, great to work with. Looking forward to having fun with them here tonight. Jason Toy, he's got the call on our Kindred Digital Sports game tonight. It is Huntington High's ladies taking on the Cabell Midland Knights. Have fun, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Should be a good one. Jason Toy, everyone. When we come back, we will wrap it up. We're getting set for basketball. The Thundering Herd, the men in action tonight taking on FIU. Are they going to snap the funk that they're in? They got UAB. Then they went back on a losing streak. It's a small losing streak, but losing 12 out of 13, the herd's got to pick it up. Can they do that? We'll talk about it next hour with our pregame coverage. But when we continue, we'll get your phone calls and text in next here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Our text line is open, 304-523-2275. Paul Swan, your host. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Coming up in a few minutes, we'll switch over to 93.7 The Dog and we'll begin our pregame coverage. Marshall taking on FIU. We'll get your phone calls and text in as well. This texter writes, hey, Paul, I'm claiming we have the best bench in Conference USA. It will be fun to track our bench against our opponent's bench. You know, at the end of each game, whose bench outscored the other? I wonder what our record would be on the season. It's probably too difficult to get that information from past games, but we should track it moving forward. What says you? Well, 
here's what I say. Uh, we can track that score, actually. We can give you bench points. So after every game, if you listen to our post game, we go over some of the scoring. We take a look at how Marshall did, points in the paint, things like that. We actually do talk about how many points that players off the bench generated for the team. So we'll look at that. I don't think it's a fair statistic, however, because if coach isn't substituting much, you're not going to see many players come off the bench and add to the totals. If the other team is substituting a lot, you know that number is going to get skewed. I don't know if it's an accurate indicator. Again, we'll track it for you, and you got to tune in to hear it. It's Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Basketball today coming up after the game. It's Michelob Ultra College Basketball Wrap-Up. We do that all the time. So we'll get your text in as well. And again, that text line is going to be open for the pregame and the postgame. 304-523-2275. That is 304-523-2275. And we've got our poll question today on our Twitter account, ESPN941. Yesterday's poll question was a bust. It was a terrible poll question. Today, we have gotten a lot better. Yesterday... You know, which one do you like more, soccer, hockey, 50% each? So we've got you covered a little bit better today. Uh, we're asking today on our poll question, will the men win? Will the women win? Will both win or will neither win? That's the poll question. I've retweeted it as well if you follow me on Twitter, and you can follow us on ESPN941 on Twitter. So that's our question of the day. You know what? I'm just going to say both. Right there. Both are going to win. 33% say both. 34% say neither. And 33% say the women. Nobody's picking the men only. So we're going to find out what the case is tonight. Check back in with us after the game. Hopefully we're talking about a thundering herd victory. I can tell you something tonight. Bill Cornwell is on location for me as we speak. And Tavion Kenzie will be least in uniform. So Tavion Kenzie is in uniform tonight. How much he'll be on the court, we're going to find out, of course, together. We'll talk about that. We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni. We're going to hear from Tony Kemper as well, as the women are in action tonight as well. So all of that's coming up tonight. We've got it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And if you weren't with us a few minutes ago, Jason Toy is going to have the call of the Huntington High girls taking on the Cabell Midland girls. And that's going to be on our Kindred Digital Sports platforms. That includes our Facebook page at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So we've got lots of action for you coming up tonight. So I hope you can stick around. Stick around, of course. Get the pregame. We'll do the call-in, text-in show afterwards. Hopefully we're talking about a thundering herd victory. Should be interesting night in Conference USA. Several good matchups tonight in league play. Of course, the Tuesday there were a couple of games. Old Dominion lost to Florida Atlantic 81-62, and Rice beat Jarvis Christian 98-63. So several games happening tonight in Conference USA. It's a light night on Saturday Some of these games are going to be on Sunday. So there are two Saturday games and three Sunday games. Who schedules a basketball game on Super Bowl Sunday? Who does that? Conference USA. That's who does that. That's the institution that does that. So these are early games, though, so hopefully you won't miss any of the action of Super Bowl Sunday. And as a final reminder, we've got that game for you. We've had the Bengals all season long, and we've got the Super Bowl as well as the Bengals taking on the Rams. Coverage begins Sunday, 
2 p.m. here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And, of course, Marshall taking on all comers, including a Sunday contest at UTEP. We'll go on the air with that game as well. 2 o'clock on 93.7 The Dog. And then we'll join the Super Bowl. We'll get into that right after uh, it's all said and done. So we're going to have a quick post-game show before we uh, all get set to hopefully watch the Bengals win its first Super Bowl. And then on Monday, we're all going to be at the Union Pub and Grill. All going to be there. Everybody. We're all going to pile into the Union Pub and Grill and have a great post-game victory party. So that's all happening on Monday. We'll talk about that, of course, on Monday. I will invite you all to the Union Pub and Grill. Of course, uh, as I do work here, the budget does not allow for me to buy a round for everyone. So nobody is getting anything except me. That's going to do it for this edition. Back tomorrow. We'll do it all over again here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Have a great game, everyone.